What is going on everyone? My name is Nick and you are listening to the Sterling Silver Podcast and all I have to say is do not worry. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is at the wheel. So it's come to my attention that quite a few clubs just feel the need to appoint an ex-player as their manager for some reason. Um, I think... The first names that jump to mind are obviously Solskjaer, Frank Lampard, Mikel Arteta, players like that. It's just, why? You know? Like, I get they were good players, but just because they're good players doesn't mean they're going to turn out to be great managers. Because you have Solskjaer, who's come to the club. He managed at Mulder for a relatively decent amount of time. But I mean... Mulder's a club with a transfer record of 200,000 and you're going to manage a club like Manchester United, which is one of the biggest clubs in the world. And then people are surprised when United aren't performing well. Like, I, I, I personally don't understand how that makes sense. Like, the, ma- the man came from Cardiff, right? He played 30 games at Cardiff and he lost more than half. So... He literally drove Cardiff into relegation from the Premier League, finished rock bottom, went to the championship, and then after nine games, he got sacked at Cardiff. So I don't really understand how Manchester United just felt the need to appoint him after he had a decent run after being caretaker manager. Like, I'm all for new managers breaking into the scene but I mean, we're talking Manchester United, yeah. We're talking Chelsea, Arsenal. We're talking the biggest clubs in England and what and a couple of the biggest clubs in the world. So like, Mikel Arteta, he's been assistant coach at Manchester City for three, four years, and yes, he's been number two to Pep Guardiola. But why did he get thrown under the bus? in a way, to manage Arsenal, one of the biggest clubs in England, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Like, that that doesn't make sense to me. Like, the man, the man doesn't have a very good CV, and yet Arsenal are just feeling like they need to appoint someone who is an ex-player. And I feel like that's similar with Chelsea now, because Frank Lampard, without a doubt, is a legend at the club, a great player. He managed at Derby for a bit. And then Chelsea sacked Conte and feel the need to appoint Frank Lampard. Like, I mean, Frank Lampard's doing all right. Obviously, Arsenal aren't doing great after the Unai Emery era. They're literally mid-table. But I think Solskjaer is brought to mind because he's been at the job for more than a year now. And... He's not doing great for Manchester United. Like, yes, you could argue they're in a rebuilding period. Yes, you could say he needs to be backed financially. But, I mean, even if you're going to sign like a, a Cristiano Ronaldo-esque player, how is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer going to turn a good team? Like, Manchester United's team on papers, they're a good team. But how is a manager like Solskjaer going to take them into a title-containing team. I mean, Pochettino did it with Spurs, but I mean, 
why did United feel like they had to appoint Solskjaer after his caretaking role? Like, yes, he had a decent record as a caretaker manager, but all of a sudden United felt they needed to appoint him as, as permanent manager. So that doesn't really ring well with me. And I think the massive thing when I watch football games and I watch the likes of United, Chelsea and Arsenal play is whenever the camera seems to be on Solskjaer, he just seems to be sitting on the bench talking to his assistants. Like, at least Frank Lampard and Mikel Arteta are out in their technical area demanding changes. But you don't see that often from Solskjaer. And I wonder if maybe he believes that before the game in his pep talk, he has a plan and he doesn't want to change that plan often. And that's the same at halftime. He has a plan at halftime and he he made changes at halftime and then he doesn't feel the need to really dictate the team from the touchline. But, I mean... If you look at the great managers of the past, I'm talking Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, Zinedine Zidane. I mean, they you barely see them sit down, to be fair. They don't sit down for longer than two minutes. They're shouting at, at the sidelines, shouting at players, doing something wrong, or even doing something right, they're shouting at players. So I feel, why are clubs nowadays feeling the need to just appoint any manager, really? So... Because I feel Arsenal went about the right way, sort of, after Arsene Wenger. They decided to appoint Unai Emery, which on his CV, he looks like a good manager. He's won leagues, he's won cups. And then after things didn't turn out great, I think everyone can say, yeah, I mean, he threw Ozil away. Ozil, arguably one of their best players. And I mean, that didn't go too great. But why did Arsenal just straight away just go to appointing Mikel Arteta. Like, I think there was talk of them appointing Everton's new manager, and then they didn't. They chose to appoint Mikel Arteta for some reason. Like, yes, Mikel Arteta's been number two to Pep Guardiola for four years now, but is he really the right man to take over one of the biggest clubs in the world? It just these appointments aren't ringing true to me. And then people argue that managers don't get enough time. And yes, I agree with that to a certain extent. But I mean, if you're going to appoint like a dead average manager for a top club like Manchester United or Arsenal or Chelsea or City or Liverpool, then if they're not getting the performance you want after a year, after a season or a season and a half, then I feel like a club has every right to, in a way, to to sack the manager, but that doesn't mean they need to run to the next possible option. I mean, Arsenal, at least, they had Freddie Janberg in for, as a caretaker manager for a couple games, and then they didn't go through with appointing Carlo Ancelotti, and then Carlo Ancelotti went over to Everton. But, I mean, if you look at Carlo Ancelotti's CV, I feel like, he has a lot more to speak for on paper than than other managers, obviously. And you could argue that that's down to how long they've managed for. And of course it is. But I mean, these managers, you don't just break through as a top manager after going from Pep's number two to becoming Arsenal manager. That doesn't happen from going from Cardiff manager 
to Manchester United manager and making a dynasty of yourself, especially following in the footsteps of arguably the best manager to grace football. And that's the same with Mikel Arteta. He's, he's following bar Unai Emery. He's following Arsene Wenger, which is also in the conversation for one of the greatest managers ever to grace the Premier League and world football. And he hasn't actually got much of a CV. He hasn't won titles as a manager. He hasn't proven himself as a manager. He's just gone from a number two to a number one at the biggest, at arguably the biggest club in London. And that's the same with Chelsea. So I feel like clubs nowadays, at least from an outside perspective, they are not waiting on the correct manager to take the job. I feel like Tottenham may have done the right thing. Pochettino got sacked. I don't think Pochettino should have got sacked in the first place. But I mean, Pochettino got sacked after Mourinho had a bit of a sabbatical for a couple months. Then they appointed, appointed Mourinho. And I mean, Mourinho's got a fantastic CV behind his name. So I think Mourinho is the sort of manager you want to back for three, four, five transfer windows and maybe accept that you're not going to be Tottenham for not finishing in the top four or maybe even the top six. But I mean, it's the rebuilding process that they're going to go through. I mean, Nuno Espirito Santo, he got appointed to Wolves when Wolves were a mid-table club in the championship. He then went on to get Wolves promoted and get Wolves into European football in the space of three seasons. And there's no big clubs looking at Nuno Espirito Santo right now. I know there was talk about possibly Real Madrid, but I mean, in 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 England, there's no big clubs looking at Nuno Espirito Santo. I mean, he's proven himself, and yet we're just gonna we're just gonna appoint Solskjaer, who's an ex-United player who got Cardiff relegated, and because Cardiff beat United two 0 once, they think, oh yeah, Solskjaer is gonna be a great manager for us especially after he's won the title in Norway for a club that's got a 200,000 pound record signing. Like that, that doesn't make sense to me. And that's, that's the same with multiple clubs in England right now. So where, where does this, where are they going? Like what, what is their end goal? Because if Solskjaer doesn't get European football, for example, this, this season, like he, he probably will, but if he doesn't, then will he become, will he be on the chopping block? And then people are going to argue, oh no, he wasn't given enough time, but he was there for almost two years. Solskjaer, to me, at least, from an outside perspective, and I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible because I am a City supporter, but I mean this from a, an, a completely unbiased opinion. When you watch Solskjaer manage, he doesn't look like he's a, a, a tactical mastermind, if you will. Like people argue that he's too kind or, or whatever, but I mean... When you see him on the side of the pitch, you just see him slumped in his chair speaking to Michael Carrick. Like, how how is that going, you know? And I think Frank Lampard is probably the best of the three, at least, right now. Because he's at least admitted that after Chelsea have come through a transfer ban, that they're in a rebuilding process. But even then, you're talking Chelsea. Like, one of the biggest clubs in England... You're going to sack Antonio Conte after winning a domestic cup. And then you're going to appoint an ex-player just because he's managed a bit at Derby. And he didn't even do great at Derby. He just managed there for a bit. Oh, he's got a bit of experience. He's an ex-Chelsea player. 
let's let's appoint him as first team manager like why not i mean right now in the top six teams are fighting against sheffield united and wolves wolves and i don't want to take anything again uh, anything away from wolves particularly because they have played a, a particularly attractive style of football recently but i mean sheffield united just got promoted and chris wilder is being is everyone's treating chris wilder as like he's he's like this insanely good manager but i mean like who's he competing against right now i mean the league's already been won by liverpool i think every everyone can agree with that they are 10 steps ahead and city seems to be the only team that could possibly challenge next year but then after that there's no big six anymore i mean there's sheffield united and wolves in the top six because spurs and chelsea are further down and then you have managers like frank lampard and, and solskjaer in in two of the two clubs which have one of the who have a couple of the best records ever in Premier League football. Like, you're appointing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a man who has a less than than palatable experience at Cardiff. You're going to appoint that man to a team that has won 20 Premier League trophies. Like, his CV isn't great. He's got to grow somewhere else, not at the biggest club in England. It doesn't work like that. Jurgen Klopp, he has a CV behind his name. He did wonders with Borussia Dortmund. And then Liverpool appointed him. And five, four or five years later, they're winning the league and Champions League and arguably the best club in the world. So, like, why is did Liverpool do it right and these other clubs aren't? So, that just doesn't... It doesn't sit well with me why these massive, massive, massive clubs just feel the need to just go and appoint any ex-player that they can right now. Like, I know after Jurgen Klopp's gone, there's talk of possibly Steven Gerrard coming in. But, I mean, when that happens, Steven Gerrard will already have four years of managerial experience behind him in a Scottish Premier League. So, I mean, he's at least playing at a higher level than... or He's at least managing at a higher level than Solskjaer was at Mulder in an, in the Norwegian league. So, I mean, like, what is United's end goal with Solskjaer being here? Do they think he's the manager to win a domestic treble or to win a Champions League or even to win a Premier League or maybe even to just win a FA Cup? Do they think that that's the man that can take them to those lengths? Because in my opinion, he's not.